This is the dropout degree. Find out what it really takes to win big as an entrepreneur, regardless of your age, education, or financial background. Hosted by the world's most influential Gen Z entrepreneur, Josh King Madrid, or as you may know him, Jet Set Fly. Enjoy. Josh King Madre coming to you guys live with another episode, uh, actually episode three of the Dropout Degree. Um, if you're listening to this right now, the first thing I want you to do is stop what you're doing, uh, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it on your Instagram story, post it on your Snapchat story, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, post it on your social media and tag me in it and uh, send me a question, you know, send me a message, send me a question after you tag me in it and then I'll reply back to you. I reply back to everybody that does that and uh, just let people know you're leveling up, man. Let people know that you know, you're filling yourself with good information and not just music like most people are doing. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to the uh, review of the week. Somebody left me a five-star review on the podcast on iTunes. Uh, name is Matt Grand. They said, trying to gain as much knowledge, skill, and experience as I can. It's fantastic being able to gain those from someone who embodies all of them. Josh King Madrid. This podcast is no joke and for people who want to get serious about what they want, and what they're looking for. Thank you so much, Josh. You are really helping so many. So thank you, Nat Grant. I appreciate that review. Um, every week, or maybe even every podcast, I'm going to be doing a review of the week or a review of the podcast. And just uh, you know, really calling out somebody that you know spent their time to you know give a review on what I'm putting out there. So I really appreciate that. Um, today's podcast, I'm actually going to be going into detail, um, kind of how I got started with my entrepreneur journey. Uh, hustling, how I started making money, uh, going way back, way back to second grade. Um, I talked about my story a few times on maybe some of my live feeds, uh, very briefly in some of my YouTube videos, but I never went and put it all in one place from you know point A to point Z. So I wanted to do that today for you guys. I'm not sure how long it'll go, but I'll try to give you guys as much detail as possible and uh, really kind of give you guys some insight on why I'm doing what I'm doing today, how I got here, and you know maybe a little bit. Um, on where I want to go in the future, going with this. <clears throat> so, um, my so starting back, start started back in second grade. I was seven years old. Um, I just moved from LA to Menifee, California, and yeah, so second grade. And so, first of all, my parents um, were the type of parents who they got me everything that I needed in life, but they didn't give me anything extra. They didn't give me anything uh, that I really wanted. So when I think back to second grade, I remember I was at the mall. Uh, with my dad, and I saw a pair of Vans. I remember every you know cool kid at my school um, had Vans. You know, this is when they first started trending. This was when people first started wearing Vans, and uh, I remember there. I'll never forget this pair. Uh, they were gray and black, and they're checkered. They didn't have laces on it. Uh, it wasn't that cool yet. But I went and I told my dad. I was like, Hey, can I get these Vans? Can you get them for me? And my dad said, If you want to get it, you have to get it with your own money. And you know me, I'm seven years old. I'm a little kid. I'm thinking in my mind, like, how the hell am I going to get the money to get these vans? Uh, vans, I think, were 40, they're like 42 bucks. And I was like, how am I going to get the vans? And my dad was like, well, you better, you better find out. You better learn how to make money. And so um, I went, I, you know, I went to school the next day, and I went, I used to go to this, uh, this daycare, uh, winter, day, winter daycare. Uh, this was during winter time. And um, this is what I did after school uh, because my parents worked. And I remember I was trying to think, you know, how am I going to get money to buy these vans? And I remember that a few kids at the school were wearing uh, this beanie, and the beanie had like a bill inside, like a, like a hat bill. And um, I realized that it was kind of trendy. You know, a lot of people uh, that were wearing these beanies, other people were like, hey, where do you get those? And I realized a lot of kids were asking um, the people that were wearing the beanies, you know, where they got it, because it was like it was like a hat and a beanie mixed together. So it's kind of cool. 
um, really unique. And I remember, so I took a picture, uh, actually no, I didn't take a picture, you couldn't really take a picture back then, I think I had a phone, but I think I went and I Googled it or something like that, and um, I went back and I showed my dad, I was like, hey, well, can I sell these, like, how do I get these? I was like, I could probably go to the store and buy it and then sell it for more, and my dad was like, well, if you're gonna go to the store and buy it for more, or and sell it for more, you're not gonna have that much profit margins, because at the store, they're like 20 bucks, and he's like, kids your age, you know, seven years old, eight years old, are not gonna have 20 bucks to buy these beanies. Um, so my dad introduced me to a website called uh, Alibaba. Um, a lot of you guys might be familiar with it today. It's a Chinese um, retail store or a wholesale store where you buy wholesale products in bulk um, and you get a cheaper price. So a lot of you guys who might be e-commerce today might be familiar with um, the very, the very similar platform, AliExpress, um, which is very similar. But Alibaba was where you bought it in bulk. And so my dad actually used to do drop shipping um, back in 97 to 2001. And... Um, yeah, so he used to do dropshipping. I think one of his stores um, did like seven million in three years. This was off Google AdWords. Um, there was no social media promotions back then. But what ended up happening was the dot-com bubble burst. And since my dad was in med school um, to become a doctor, he wasn't able to run his store. So he was outsourcing it um, to people that he knew. But nobody was willing to work as hard um, on the store that he was. And his store actually ended up going bankrupt. And he didn't really get to see much of that money. Um, ended up going all down the drain kind of getting screwed over um, tax-wise, you know, didn't you know, manage the money right because he was in school and he outsourced it to people who weren't qualified to do it. Um, so long story short, ended up not doing that well, but he did learn valuable lessons and he did learn that you can buy you know, cheap products in China. So um, he went online, he showed me the website, and I found that these products, these beanies, were like literally like pennies for the dollar uh, when you buy them in bulk. So what he ended up doing was he gave me, I think, a 15 or $20 loan um, to buy these beanies. I think I bought like 15 beanies or something like that. It was literally like a dollar a beanie. And uh, I bought these beanies. Um, it took a few weeks to get to my house. And when I got them, I went to school and I, in a daycare and I used to sell them <laughs> to these kids. You know, I was, I was seven years old. Uh, at first I started wearing them and people you know, asked me where I, where I got them. And I used to sell them to these kids for five bucks. And a lot of the kids didn't have five bucks on them back then. I think a few did because it was like lunch money. Um, but when their parents would go to pick them up from daycare after school, I would convince their parents that their kids needed this beanie uh, and that they should buy this beanie from me because I created the demand, I created the hype, um, I guess I marketed it to the kids in a way where they wanted the beanies. And you know, when, when daycare went out, they were asking their parents, hey, can you buy me this beanie? And most parents, you know, like five bucks, my kid wants this beanie, that's not a big deal. So they gave me the five bucks and I gave them the beanie. So long story short, um, I paid back my dad that 15, $20 loan and I went back to the mall and I popped a pair of Vans. And I remember I had those Vans for a few years. Uh, and I kept them forever. I saw skateboarding inside of them. I remember I ripped them all up and I kept them forever, you know, no matter how beat up they got, um, just because of that lesson I learned. And ever since then, um, I went full grind mode. You know, I was addicted um, to wholesale retailing and marketing things. So fast forward to third grade, um, I think um, around third or fourth grade, um, what I, oh yeah, what I started doing was I started really getting into computers. Um, I used to just create, I was, I was very good at drawing when I was younger, so I started um, drawing things and then putting a graphic on the computer and I would like, create these little cartoons and I started selling these cartoons um, to kids in my third or fourth grade class uh, for like five bucks. And I remember one time, I remember I started crying because the kid was like, the kid gave me a, a, a super crisp five dollar bill and then after school he was like, I came, like this was, so I gave him the cartoons, he gave me five bucks and after school, he was like, hey, man, um, 
it's okay if I have the crisp $5 bill back, I'm gonna give you a wrinkly one because my mom wants it. And I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, he gave me he gave me the, uh, or I gave him back the um, $5 bill, and then he threw the cartoons in my face and ran away. <laughs> and so uh, I, I started crying because I, told, I ran home and told my mom that I got scammed <laughs> because a kid um, you know, threw all the cartoons and I was picking them all up. And uh, he's a big kid. I was, I was really, really small when I was younger. He was a, he was a pretty big kid. But I uh, learned my lesson there that once you know you, you sell something to somebody and it's cash, that you don't you don't give them back you know the money until you get the product back or whatever or the, uh, the exchange. Uh, fast forward, ended up putting those type those same cartoons, those same graphics that I drew. Um, I went to Michael's and I got those print um, demand or print on demand like shirts. It's like an iron on, and I would print out the demand or not print out the demand, print out the graphic on a special type of paper, and then I would get it and I would iron it onto a shirt. I buy shirts in bulk. And whatever size shirt people wanted, or whatever size color shirt they want, um, I would draw them up something and I put it on a shirt and iron it for them. So what I ended up doing was I was creating custom shirts for people in my school, and I was selling it for like 20 bucks. And I think I was making like maybe 12 to like 15 bucks profit per shirt. Um, fast forward to fifth grade. Um, I'm not. What did I sell anything in fifth grade? I'm not sure if I sold anything in fifth grade, but I do know I ran for school president and I made a huge campaign. Um, printed out a ton of flyers and. Posters and my actually one of my fifth grade teachers, um, shout out Miss Nesman, she helped me do that. Uh, she instilled a lot of belief uh, in me to do that. I had to speak in front of the stage, super nervous, but I got through it thanks to Miss Nesman. And um, I think that's where I kind of you know um, realized how to really brand things and how to market things right. What I ended up doing my campaign was a picture of a, a one dollar bill, and then I edited my face on it and I printed like hundreds of them out and I passed them around the school. So everyone in school thought they had money, but they looked at it in this picture of my face. So um, that's when I really started you know, realizing how to outrageously market or brand something. And it obviously worked. Uh, I won the school election to become my fifth grade president by a landslide. And uh, again, another valuable skill um, that, I took, that I took on. Uh, fast forward to sixth grade, um, I started selling uh, shutter shades. So for those of you that don't know what shutter shades are, um, Kanye West, he came out with some sort of song, I'm not sure what it was, but it was very popular. He was wearing these things called shutter shades. Um, they were these plastic glasses um, with like, I don't know how to explain it, I guess. They're like shades, I guess, you know, like your blinds in your house. Um, you can search them up on Google and see what they look like. But I started selling these shutter shades. Um, again, I bought them from Alibaba, um, and then I flipped them for more, um, and I started selling them. Oh, you know what? I do remember what I selling in fifth grade at the same time uh, as my election. So going back, backtracking real quick, in fifth grade, um, the iPod Touch came out, so I bought iPod Touch cases wholesale uh, from Alibaba, and I was selling iPod Touch cases, and uh, I was jailbreaking people's iPhones. So this is when I first started doing service for people. So people would give me like five to ten bucks, I'll take home their iPod Touch um, to my house, and then I'd jailbreak it for them, and download all the cool themes and stuff like that, because back then the iPod Touch was very basic, and then I'd bring it back to school to them the next day, and uh, it'd be jailbroken. And I, I got a lot of business through word of mouth because when people had the super cool iPod Touch, everybody was interested. So um, yeah, moving forward back to sixth grade, I was doing shutter, shutter shades, um, was flipping them from Alibaba, made a ton of money. And the whole reason um, I started saving up in sixth grade was because I saw the movie Fast and Furious and this really inspired me uh, to want a super cool car for my first car. And again, my parents said, if I want it, I gotta buy it with my own money. Uh, my parents were like that my entire life. Um, I used to freaking hate it, I really did, but I'm very glad that they did that. So um, I wanted to buy a car. I got inspired in sixth grade from Fast and Furious. So I started saving up. So that's why I really you know, cranked up the hustle. I was selling things all year round, uh, making hundreds of bucks, even thousands of bucks um, you know, in like sixth, seventh grade. So sixth grade, shutter shades. And then um, at the same time, I was selling iPod touch cases again. 
uh, because it was still in the type of trend. Forward to seventh grade, and uh, again, I was selling more iPod touch cases, and I think that was pretty much my business through seventh grade. But uh, eighth grade is when I really, really started making money. Um, and again, like, what I actually did, I was saving up every buck because I wanted this car. Um, the car I ended up getting was, I got at 15 actually, it was a, a, a 2011 Hyundai Genesis Coupe. Um, my buddy Jacob actually just got one from dropshipping over summer. I made like 8,000 about in cash. Back when I bought it, it was 14,000 uh, because it was like a lot newer. But um, yeah, fast forward to eighth grade, the song Snapbacks and Tattoos came out. Uh, I'm not sure the artist, but everybody wanted Snapbacks. Everybody wanted these hats. So I went to Alibaba, or no, actually, I started using DHgate, dhgate.com, which is a very um, similar um, site. So I went to dhgate.com and I bought like 20 hats. Uh, it was costing me like three bucks a hat, three bucks a hat. And uh, I started selling them to people at my school for 20 bucks. And they sold, they sold out fast because everybody wanted them and I was getting tons of different designs. So everybody, the thing is like everybody wanted different designs, everybody wanted different colors to match their outfits, you know. Um, this is when shuffling and jerking was very popular. So everybody was, you know, caring about their swag. This is when the word swag was trending, uh, for those of you that remember that word. And so um, I started selling out these hats. Within like literally a few days, I sold out. So I used those profits uh, to buy more. And then I bought like 50 hats. And when you buy more, it ends up being cheaper. So I started getting them at like 250, three bucks a hat. Um, went, sold those, at, sold those out. I had some kids who would buy literally five hats a week from me. Their parents would give them money and they would buy like $100, dollars worth of hats for me a week. Um, and I was, I was walking to school, dude. I would, you're not allowed to sell things at school, so I, I would get in trouble if I got caught. So I used to have like seven hats in my backpack. Uh, I'd have like four on my belt buckle. I would, I would attach it to my belt buckle uh, through the snap, the snapback loop. And then I would have like one hat under the hat I was wearing. So I was just decked out with hats. And um, then I remember other kids st uh, started copying me and I'm uh, trying to do the same business and they're trying to undercut my prices. Um, but they were ordering crappy, crappy hats, bad quality, they didn't know, you know the best supplier like I did, so I still had the upper hand. And so I kept doing that, kept doing that. And um, since my hats were so much more exclusive, I had the high, highest quality supplier uh, compared to everybody else, I started actually raising my price to 25, 30 bucks a hat, but I'd be willing to negotiate with people for as low as 15 bucks. So I'd start at 30, if they, had, if they gave me 30, I was like, all right, cool. And if they gave me um, 15, I was like, all right, cool, either way. Uh, I was still making a massive, massive profit. So I started doing that. And I was also saving every lunch dollar. My parents would give me two bucks a day for lunch. Uh, I would save that, and then I would sneak food from my house. <laughs> or sometimes I wouldn't even eat, but you know, I was trying to get every dollar I can. And I was saving up. I really had a jar full of quarters and pennies and you know, just change I was saving up. I think when I cashed it out uh, before I bought my car, it ended up being like a few hundred bucks. But um, yeah, fast forwarding, and then over summer, this is where I actually got smart. So between eighth grade and ninth grade, um, I ended up like, getting quote unquote Facebook famous which is what people used to call me. They used to be like, Josh King Madrid, the Facebook famous guy, um, because I used to do the shuffling and you know, doing this dancing and stuff like that. Um, and my YouTube videos used to get like 4,000 views, uh, me and my shuffle crew that I started um, dancing. So everybody, like this was a very big trend um, in the city that I was from. So everybody in the local cities um, within the Inland Empire, they all knew um, about my shuffling crew and they all knew that I started it. So what ended up happening is that they'd follow me on YouTube and then they'd follow me on Facebook. So I ended up having like, 5,000 friends on Facebook in eighth grade with like 4,000 followers, so like an 8,000 reach of people my age, you know, around my age demographic. And this is so I, I kind of got smart. I guess you could say it was almost, I mean, it wasn't drop shipping, but it was social media marketing uh, with wholesale retail. So what I started doing was I started taking pre-orders 
um, for hats. And I think I was using um, like Square, Square Cash, the app Square Cash, and I would post the inventory that my supplier had available on Facebook since I had a huge following, and I'd tell people to message me um, to pre-order a hat at a cheaper price. So they would message me to pre-order a hat, I'd send them an invoice, uh, they'd pay me up front, and I'd use that money to order the hats, and then I'd order like, I'd order like one or two of each hat, that way I had a huge supply. I started ordering them by the hundreds, and uh, by the time summer hit, um, I got a, I got a fixie. Um, if you guys don't know what fixies are, search fixed gear bike on Google, and I started the fixie crew. Um, all my friends had fixies, um, but what I ended up doing was I'd get a backpack and I fill it up with these bikes because, uh, or not bikes, with these hats because, like I said, these people pre-ordered online. The thing with that though is a lot of these people live kind of far um, in neighboring cities, so anywhere between 15 to 20 miles. And over summer, I literally used to ride my bike. Uh, fixed gear bike, which is um, kind of hard to ride uh, as on, some on some terrain. And I ride my fixed gear bike freaking 15, 20 miles a day and just do rounds. I'd meet with like 10 people a day just selling these hats, you know, straight out of my backpack. Um, and either I'd ride to the house or their parents would drop them off or we'd have like a meal spot at the park. And uh, I was making a few hundred bucks a day, um, eighth grade, once in ninth grade summer, which was insane. And then, um, and all that, but when I started riding, sometimes I would even get kind of smart and kind of make it kind of fun for me, was I'd invite my fixie crew to go ride with me to a different city, and so they would all ride with me, and then I would just like set up like locations, like meet up spots, where I'd be like, yo, stop right here real quick, and then somebody would meet me, and I'd go sell a hat. Um, but what ended up happening though, is because I started a fixie crew, and there was like 10 of us uh, driving or riding these fixies, and everybody had like different color bikes, and we put all these crazy lights on it, um, and we were riding around these crazy lights, so it was very, very um, loud, I guess you could say. Um, all the other kids from the different cities that used to follow me on Facebook, um, I used to post pictures of it, um, they all started getting inspired and they all started wanting to get fixies. So the next thing you know, fixies was a huge trend. Um, everybody wanted fixies, you know, for freaking Christmas. Everybody wanted fixies over summer. So I started buying fixies on Craigslist and flipping them um, to people on social media. So I buy a fixie for 100 bucks and I flip it for 250. Um, I buy a fixie for 75 bucks and you know, flip it for 300. Um, sometimes people didn't want their fixies anymore because it was a trend. So it, people wanted it for a few months and then they wanted to sell it. So I would pick it up off them and I would lowball them and I'd literally go and sell it the next day. So that's when I started getting a little bit into higher ticket offers. Uh, fast forward to ninth grade, now I'm in high school, Vista uh, Marietta High School. Um, Tyga, the rapper Tyga, blew up. Uh, his Instagram username, this is when Instagram first started getting really popular. Um, his Instagram username was King Gold Chains. So this is, I think it still might be. But everybody wanted gold, uh, chains. Everybody wanted jewelry. Everybody wanted chains. It was the coolest thing. Um, everybody just wanted to be iced out. So I went to DHK or Alibaba again. This time I ordered chains, silver plated chains. So they're, they weren't full silver, they're silver plated. And they're $2 a piece. Two and by the way, guys, if you guys are listening to this right now and you're in high school, uh, even if you're in college or middle school, use this advice to go make money. This will still work. If you're in school, this will still work. Um, this is not. Just because you can make money online, don't disregard this. This, this will still work. This will always work. So um, as long as people don't know your supplier and people are too lazy to go do it, you're going to have a market as long as you know how to create it and market it. Um, so yeah, so ninth grade I went and I bought all these chains for two bucks a piece. They're silver plated. And I went to school and I would sell these to kids for anywhere between 80 bucks to 40 bucks. And everybody at the school wanted it. Literally everybody. You can go to anybody that knew me in Vista Marina High School, I promise you. Um, what year was I there? I want to say graduated 2016, maybe like 2012, 2013. Go to anybody that was there, and they'll tell you that every kid in the entire school had the same chain. Uh, it was so funny because everybody was rocking the exact, the exact same chain, and they all knew that they would get it from me. 
people would like literally save up for weeks to buy it because the price is so high. People would not buy lunch the entire week because they, you know, the thing lunch is like three bucks a day, so uh, or five bucks a day. So they would save up that money and they'd give me their forty bucks uh, up to eighty bucks. And I made, dude, I started making like two, three grand a week at one point um, in ninth grade. And that's, that's the money, so uh, that money allowed me to buy my first car um, at 15 and a half. And fast forwarding, I probably would have had a lot more money uh, before, but in eighth grade, when eighth grade ended, I went on this school trip um, to Washington DC, New York, and uh, Philadelphia that cost me three grand um, that my dad, again, made me pay for. And he ended up going with me, but I had to pay for my part of the trip. And uh, yeah, it was three grand, so I spent that. It was like a lot of my money. <laughs> and then uh, fast forward to ninth grade, so I, was, I, want you guys, I want you guys, if you're listening to this right now, think of the profit margins on, the, on these silver chains. Buying them for $2, selling them for $80, and on the low end, selling them for 40 bucks. That, that's thousands of percents. That is, it's, it's insane. Um, I was making stupid money. I was selling that fast. I was buying more. I was selling it. Um, started selling again, promoting it on social media, on my Facebook page. Um, and it was just retarded crazy. I was making really, really good money at a young age. Um, I remember I bought like a iced out G watch or G what's called G Shock um, watch. It was like freaking two thousand bucks. <laughs> it's iced out diamonds and it's gold. So I was just blowing my money. Uh, but I had a lot of fun. So it was all worth it. Um, bought my first car, cash, fifteen and a half Genesis Coupe for fourteen thousand. And uh, it was the at that time it was the greatest moment of my life. Um, saving up for it for the past few years. The fulfillment of how it felt to buy that car, um, you know, I've been telling all my friends I wanted it since you know whatever age, sixth, seventh grade. Uh, it felt amazing. I couldn't stop smiling. I smiled the entire way from the dealership. I couldn't even drive it yet because um, I was only 15 and a half, so my dad had to drive it home from the dealership. But like the way it made me feel was amazing, and I recently felt that same emotion uh, when I moved into the penthouse, you know, here in Irvine. When I uh, started traveling for my birthday. Uh, when I bought my GTR, when I bought my BMW. So that same feeling, you know, I'm not, I'm not grinding for materialistic things, I'm grinding hard and working hard so I can get that feeling of fulfillment of working hard and, you know, getting something that I want. Because it's not about, what you guys gotta realize if you're listening to this right now, is it's not about, you know, what you can buy with your money, but it's about the person you have to become, the, the traits you have to develop, the skills you have to acquire to be able to get what you want, to be able to buy what you want. So it takes a special type of person, you know, at 13, 14, 15, starting all the way at seven years old, um, to be able to buy those type of things, you know, to really achieve those type of things. So that's what I want you guys to really understand here. Um, fast forward to 10th grade, um, I was trying to figure out, you know, because I ended up transferring to a different school, um, and I was trying to figure out what was trending, what I could sell, and at that point, um, I couldn't really find anything. Um, somebody ended up deleting my YouTube account, I got hacked, so I lost a huge following. I still have my Facebook, but um, I wasn't on it as much. Uh, I kind of fell in love with the platform Instagram, which is why if you guys follow me way back, I got, if you guys look back, I got tons and tons of photos since back then. But um, what ended up happening is I couldn't figure out a trend. I was like, you know, um, I started getting involved in sports, so I was like, hey, maybe I can sell something that relates to football. But um, I was a brand new kid at school. Um, a lot of people knew me from my social media, but not many people uh, actually knew me as a person. So I was kind of like a new kid. Um, and I was at the new kid at both schools, because my first school was a different city, but again, people, they, they remembered me from my shuffling days, which is obviously now not a big accomplishment, but everyone was in that trend for a while. So um, I, re I really honestly, I couldn't figure out what was trending um, or what I could sell, and honestly, that's probably just me not wanting it bad enough, since I already got my car, uh, or I already had enough money to get my car at least, and um, I just, as you said, I didn't want it bad enough, so um, I 
just couldn't find anything. Now I realize that I could have sold anything and made money as long as I marketed it right. But um, so I ended up getting a summer job uh, working at one of my dad's friends, like construction things and doing like hard labor work and like janitor janitorial stuff. And I'm gonna tell you guys right now, that shit sucked. Like, sucked. <laughs> You know, freaking picking up trash and you know chopping down trees and moving things and painting and it sucked. Um, I realized at that moment, and I was working from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Like I, I pushed my hours overboard because uh, I wanted to use that money that I made to make my car look super cool. And you know, uh, literally right when I got my paycheck, it was like 300 bucks. I went online or I put the money in my bank account, went online and ordered more car parts because I was just addicted to making my car look cool. And I ended up, don't get me wrong, I ended up having a super cool car. Um, if you go down my Instagram, you can see it. But um. So I ended up realizing though, after that job, for 12 hours a day, that I hate, I freaking hate getting my hands dirty to make money. It didn't make any sense to me. I realized I didn't, never wanted to work for anybody. I wanted to always be my own boss. And um, I set out to kind of figure out you know, how I can do that. Fast forward to um, 11, 12th grade, um, very big in sports, ended up uh, going in, uh, all in the track, going to CIF, going to state, um, doing really good. But um, 12th grade, uh, I started flipping cars. Like I introduced the car scene. I started a, what I started doing was I started a car crew um, called 951 Exotics. You guys can probably search it up, see some videos on YouTube. Um, 951 Exotics. And this is the funny thing. I started an exotic car crew in my city, and I was the only one in the car crew that didn't have an exotic car. But um, I wanted to manifest it. I wanted to get around people that had what I wanted. I wanted to see nice things in my life. So I ended up going out to car events, networking with people, networking with people, and then I got them to hang out together while I was there, and then I was like, hey, let's start a car crew. So I ended up starting a car crew, uh, doing a lot of big events. Um, I, did a, I did a charity event. Um, that put, uh, got landed in the newspaper, actually. I think I was 16, 16 years old, went in the newspaper, raised a few thousand dollars um, for charity uh, with the car crew that, uh, car crews that I did that like, 100 cars came out to, um, used social media to promote that. Um, I actually built a social media page for the car crew of like 10,000 followers. Um, ended up selling it when I graduated high school for a few thousand dollars. Um, just because the uh, account had so much influence in the community and everybody that followed it, um, the local. So that's where I kind of first started realizing the power of social media and the power of Instagram um, started way back then. So um, fa fast forward, um, ended up wrecking my car. Uh, what ended up happening was I was getting over and two cars in front of me crashed and as I was getting over they crashed, uh, the person in front of me did not brake, so my car was lower, he had a huge truck, I was not able to see, um, obviously I did not see him brake, so I just ended up going right under his car and even though I was only going like 12 miles per hour, um, I completely totaled my car just because how low my car was compared to his truck. Um, I was devastated, I was broke because I didn't have any money since I spent it all um, on my car and I wasn't working at the time, I wasn't selling anything. And this was when I was like, crap, you know, I ended up having to buy um, this beat up Tundra uh, for literally like a thousand bucks. And it was kind of like a set, like it kind of set me back to reality. I was like, all right, you know, I, I was like 17 years old, I felt like I was on top of the world, you know, I had the coolest car in school because I worked my ass off for it. Um, you know, I was killing it in sports. I had not even the coolest car in my school, but I had a cooler car than a lot of older people I knew too. So, you know, I was kind of feeling like I was on top of the world. But the reality is, is that was not, um, at the time, since I wasn't grinding more, I wasn't worthy of having that car. And I think that's kind of why um, that happened to me because I can say right now, hands down, that that moment of my life uh, is the reason why I'm where I am today. Uh, just like another handful of moments that followed after that, but it's something that built me to who I am. 
So I drove this beat up Toyota 2 Tundra um, around for a while. And don't get me wrong, it's still a car. I know a lot of you guys listening to this right now might not have a car. But from where I was at and what I was used to from hustling, that's a huge downgrade and it makes you really think. So um, ended up driving that around for a while and then um, started picking up fitness, started um, getting, going all into fitness when I realized how skinny I was. <laughs> Like 140 pounds at like six foot one, um, and then went all in with fitness. I'm the type of person that when I go all in with something, I go all in. I don't, I don't half ass it. So I ended up, you know, kidding like 195 pounds like within six months. You know, started getting pretty ripped. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, why don't I start doing um, personal training? So I started an Instagram uh, and started doing super cool edits with my cousin Cam. You guys might know him as Jess at Cam. Uh, started learning how to do video editing and stuff like that, and I built the Insta Instagram. So literally like 22,000 followers over the course of like um, maybe four or five months. And it was funny because um, all my friends in high school were like, dude, why would you post your stuff, like your workout stuff on Instagram? Why would you spend money to you know, promote your Instagram? I spent like 20 bucks for a shout out. They're like, why would you do that? That's a waste of money. Who spends money on social media? And it was the funniest thing, dude, because, uh, well, obviously now look where I'm at. But back then, I ended up building that Instagram to start selling. This is when I first got introduced to e-commerce. I started selling, um, started our own brand. Uh, and we started selling, um, you know, like workout design, or our, our brand, workout clothes. And uh, then started doing personal training. And what I ended up doing was with that Tundra, um, we used the money that we made from selling gear online, uh, our brand online, to buy workout equipment. And I keep the workout equipment in my garage and I load it up in the back of my Tundra. And then I would drive the Tundra around and I'd use social media to promote via clients. And we started training clients, uh, me and my cousin Cam, for literally, so me and him were both training them at the same time for 10 bucks like an hour. And we go overboard with people because we actually like fitness and we want people to get results. But we were charging 10 bucks an hour, which means there's two of us who were splitting it, you know, five bucks, five bucks, which now I realize is nothing. Um, but back then, you know, people don't have to invest that much money or they didn't want to invest that much money into themselves um, for training. And we really would spend all that money. We'd, all the money that we made, we ended up buying Chipotle every day and like we stopped and that's why we got so big because we ate out so much. Uh, we used to hit a pizza buffet before we lifted. We bought all top proteins, all the top, you know, uh, vitamins and supplements. Um, really just a, uh, money just to feel like passion, I guess you would say. But, um, you know, really that's when I kind of got introduced to, like I said, e-com and social media marketing and social media branding. Um, and, and we called our page Jet Set Lift. You guys can actually go check it out at Jet Set Lift on Instagram. Go check out um, some of the videos we made. Um, and then I ended up getting introduced to um, direct sales, network marketing. Um, did it for like three months, crushed it, made like three, four, five grand a month uh, for about probably like probably like four months before like the residual income really started dying down. And I realized that it was a business model that really couldn't be sustained. Um, one, not because it's a bad business model, but because most people are not willing to put in the work to improve themselves. Most people are not willing to invest in themselves. Most people are not willing are really willing to dedicate and you know. So I, I say it all the time, most people, they want it bad. Everybody wants this lifestyle. Everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants a dream car. They want it. Everybody wants it, but they don't want it bad enough where they're willing to give up what they're currently doing. They're willing to give up the parties, the shitty friends, the um, you know, going out on weekends, willing to, you know, they're not willing to give that up to really go out and get what they want. And I was, and the reason why is because I was used to people making fun of me, people talking shit on me, people doubting me. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Because they didn't believe in my vision. So I just distanced myself from these people anyways. I just didn't care what they said. Um, you know, people actually used to make, 
pages about me on Twitter and Instagram, you know, like Josh King Madrid scam or Jess F. Fly scam or, you know, try to like talk shit on me or say like I'm not really making money or say that um, what I'm doing is not legitimate. And I, it pissed me, it pissed me off, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it pissed me off. And so I set out, I was like, all right, I don't care about these people, I'm gonna prove everybody wrong. And so I, what I ended up doing was anybody that would like, anybody that would retweet, anybody that would favorite, um, or even reply back to any of these negative stuff about my brand, I would actually block them um, on Twitter, block them on Instagram, block them on Facebook, I just blocked their number, I just didn't care. I didn't care about them, and I kind of went solo dolo the last few months of my high school. Um, I just went to school, I just went to class, and then finished my grind, went home, that was it. Um, I, I ended up stopped doing track because I wanted to pursue entrepreneurship full time. Um, so I stopped doing sports. Um, I had many, many college scholarships lined up for track um, for smaller colleges, but I was like, nah, I'm cool. Um, I'd rather just do entrepreneurship and go to UCI, which is, was my dream school at the time. And so, um, like I said, I was used to a lot of people talking shit, so I just kind of cut everybody off uh, and really just did my own thing for a few months. And uh, it's funny because all those same people <laughs> who talk shit, I, I tell you guys this all the time if you've been following me for a while, these are the same people, they're literally like messaging me, like a lot of you guys might message me on Instagram, I wish I could get back to everybody, but I just can't. But a lot of people that message me on Instagram are really the same people who would make like hate pages about me, who would like talk crap about me, who would make fun of me at school, who would like uh, make memes about me. Like literally people used to make memes about me. Uh, and even my teachers would laugh, like they would show my teachers, and my teachers would like joke around um, with me. And because nobody thought that would last long, nobody thought that I was 100% really fully committed to making it work. And um, I started crushing it right before graduation. I shot off to Vegas um, with you know my friends and my team, and we freaking rented out a penthouse and threw a crazy party. Uh, you know, met up with some business partners, had a business meeting, uh, bought a super expensive watch, and then you know bought a bunch of Louis Vuitton. Just kind of all out of control right before graduation of high school. And um, I remember on Snapchat, dude, everybody from my high school was watching it, everybody was literally tripping out. And the same, some of the same haters, they started coming forward early. I remember one of them, um, he texted me like, hey bro, I'm sorry for hating on you, I'm sorry for talking crap. Um, you know, you're killing it bro, like how can I start with uh, what you're doing? And so I FaceTimed him, and I, I was in the penthouse, I was in Vegas, when I FaceTimed him, I'm like, yo, what's up bro, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just super tired, man. Just got off work at In-N-Out. I'm like, that's cool, bro. <laughs> I was like, I'm just chilling at my penthouse, you know, 5,000 square feet uh, in Las Vegas. And like, obviously it's kind of, I guess you say a douchebag move, but I really didn't care, honestly, because the same kid hits me up every five months, you know, interested in that and never does anything. But um, yeah, man, so I started feeling like I was on top of the world, I guess, and uh, a lot of the kids at my school, they, it made them hate me even more because I proved them wrong at first, when I first started hustling, I first started, uh, grinding when I, was, when I wasn't making that much money. And so they kind of started like getting mad at me even more, you know, cause at the time, um, right, during my fitness journey, um, I started getting like a lot of like, retweets and favorites on Twitter because of fitness. And we had a couple pictures of me and Cam go viral um, by a few pages. So all of our stuff started getting a lot of retweets and um, I guess you could say love. And then when we started going all in with business, all of a sudden we started making money. Uh, nobody liked our stuff. People started unfollowing me, and we weren't even flexing on social media or anything like that. But it's just people kind of felt, um, I guess you would say, like wrong, I guess, ashamed, um, I guess you would say. And so they just didn't really want to be, they didn't want to see it, they don't want to feel a part of it, because that's what happens when people get proved wrong. You know, it hurts their pride, it hurts their ego. So, um, long story short, over summer, uh, ended up realizing that direct sales wasn't a business that could be sustained. Um, but I tried messing around with different software industries um, and software tools and social media marketing to try to sustain it. Worked for a little bit. Um, didn't work. 
So over summer, I ended up going MIA on everybody. I didn't go to any parties. I didn't hang out with anybody. <clears throat> I didn't um, really kick it with anybody. And I literally worked um, till like 3, 4 a.m. every single day, learning, researching online, um, you know, affiliate marketing, internet marketing, e-commerce, you know, all these different platforms. And I drowned myself in information for freaking all day, 16, 17, 18 hours a day. And what I used to do um, as I used to sleep on my couch because um, the computer was in the, the living room and the couch was right by it. So I would stay on the computer all night and grind and then I'd fall asleep on the couch and then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd start grinding again. So um, I kind of had a habit of sleeping on the couch um, during my grind. And after you know three, four months of summer of doing this, um, my first month online I made 80 bucks. And then the next month, 700 bucks. Then the next month, 2,500. The next month, six grand. Um, it started really, really scaling from there. Um, started, then by that time, I was in college. Um, started college, you know, making 10,000 a month, 15,000 a month. Um, then my biggest month before I dropped out of college was December of 2016. That's actually less than a year ago. Um, freaking 27,000 within one month. And at that point, I decided, all right, I'm going to drop out. Uh, my parents, at first, they were skeptical. They didn't want me to drop out. They told me I should at least um, finish college. Um, but when I really started making big bucks, they were like, all right, you know, I support you. Uh, we see your work ethic. We know you're the type of person that can make it work. And they support my decision to go all in. But it's funny because at first, <laughs> they, they used to tell me, like, this stuff's not going to last. You can't do this forever. Um, this is, like, a fad. This is a trend. And they didn't, they didn't really believe it um, at first. And that's like most people's parents. Like, if you're watching this right now, maybe your parents are saying the same shit. Um, that's just what happens. You, you, a lot of people say, how do I, you know, convince my parents to let me drop shit? How do I convince my parents to let me do e-commerce? How do I let my parents to convince me um, to, to do internet marketing? You don't have to convince them up front. The only way to convince them is by proving results, proving that you're worthy. If you're getting results and you start making more money than them, they're going to be like, holy shit, and they're going to support what you're doing. Then they're going to start asking you how to do it. So if you're watching this right now and you're kind of wondering, you know, how you can do that, how you can get your parents to let off you, um, then get results. That's it. You know, um, don't even talk about dropping out of school. Don't even talk about not going to college until you're making good money. Until like, so people always ask me, should I drop out of school? Should I go to school? And I'm like, dude, I was like, don't drop out of school until like it, it makes perfect sense to like stay in school until it's dumb to be in school. For me, it got dumb to be in school making almost 30 grand a month. Like why would I go to school? I'm just wasting my time. I'm wasting money. Um, but if you're only making 500 bucks a month, it's probably dumb for you to drop out of school, especially um, if, you, if you're like me, I wanted to become like a doctor um, and go into an actual profession. I mean, if you're, and also as well, like college is one of the best time of my life. Um, this week, I'm probably actually gonna meet up with some of my frat bros because I wasn't I was in a fraternity the four months I was in college and I had the best time of my life. I had no worries. Uh, I felt like a kid, I felt like I was young. I didn't feel like an adult with adult responsibilities, entrepreneur responsibilities. So you gotta realize when you want to drop out of school, when you want to go all into entrepreneurship, um, are you serious about it? Um, are you willing to give up your adolescence, give up your teenage years, and commit to being an adult? Because that's what entrepreneurship is. Um, yeah, you can make extra money on the side, but you, if you're gonna drop out, you're taking on adult responsibilities. So don't drop out because it looks cool on social media. Don't drop out because you see us, you know, driving exotic cars and traveling the world. Um, there's a lot more work behind it. Um, that you guys don't see. So you guys gotta kind of realize that um, even to this day, ask anybody in Team Jet Set, um, I sleep on the couch almost every day. Um, and the reason why I do it is because I built a habit of sleeping on the couch and what that did was it trained my mind to think, all right, when I'm sleeping on the couch right now, it means I'm grinding, it means I'm working hard. So what I do now 
is I sleep on the couch because it puts it makes me uncomfortable and you guys gotta realize you have to become comfortable feeling uncomfortable. So it makes me feel uncomfortable, which forces me to want to work, which forces me to want to grind because it reminds me of what I did to get to where I'm at. You know, because the second you stop doing what got you to where you are, that's when you fucked up. That's when you start losing money. That's when you go broke. You have to continuously do the things that got you to where you are um, to stay uh, where you are and to stay leveling up, to stay relevant. So this is the reason I, I literally sleep on my bed maybe one day a week, like on a Saturday night or something like that. So um, I'll sleep on the couch, i sleep on the futon outside on the, on the balcony. Um, I do these things so I can create a sense of urgency in my life and you know remind me back to my college days because not only was I grinding like that over summer, but in college, I was grinding, you know, I'd go to class and in between class, I was grinding my business. I would stay up uh, to 3 or 4 a.m. in college and then I'd sleep on the couch again um, where I live in a small two-room apartment with freaking three other dudes. Um, but I'd sleep on the couch instead of sleeping in my room. Uh, one, because I was up so late, I didn't want to disturb my roommates. And two, just because it put me in that grind mode. Um, and I was really just grinding, you know, my freaking face off every day, uh, you know, I was, I was also rushing again. I said I was rushing a fraternity. I had to donate, or not donate, but dedicate a few hours of um, time to the fraternity each week. So I literally had no free time, like no free time. Um, on the weekends though, um, I, I would go out with network. Sometimes I would go to parties, but literally after the party, I'd come right back home like 3 a.m. and grind to like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. So like business was always the number one priority for me. Um, I got mad respect and mad love to the dudes over at my college, uh, Sigma Pi UCI. Uh, they supported me, they cheered me on, even to this day, every time I level up, every time I do something dope, every time I do something great, uh, these are the first guys hitting me up, you know, congratulating me, these are the first guys telling me they got my back, and I really do appreciate it, because when I think back to high school, nobody had my back, nobody believed in me, and I was surrounded by shitty people, and uh, going to, you know, college fraternity, uh, I felt like people cared about me and cared about my success, so, you know, mad love for that, really, you know, helped me build on my journey, and I wanted to create that same uh, community, so what we ended up doing, you know, if you guys obviously know today, Team Jess said, we create that same community and obviously it's not college frat dudes, but it's entrepreneurs, it's, you know, business bu business builders, uh, innovators, creators, it's people who want to win, people who want to succeed, people that want to, um, you know, make money, that want to make an impact on the world, that want to, you know, inspire the, the Gen Z, millennial, and the current generation of hustlers. And that's exactly what Team Jess said is today. And it's crazy today to think about everything from you know day one, you know second grade, buying that first pair of Vans, and how it built uh, to what I'm doing today, you know, e-commerce and internet marketing industry, and you know now I've been able to do you know freaking ten thousand dollar days before, um, you know consistently, and it's because of you know my parents, you know my mom and my dad, you know teaching me uh, to work for what I want, and that there's no free handouts because people were doubting me, uh, and it made me want to you know work harder, and, you know, and zone out and, and isolate myself and cut out the bad distractions. Uh, it's because, you know, I had a, people that backed me up, Team Jet Set, you know, my college frat, people that believed in me, people that supported me. And the entire time, one of the biggest things I just did was I always focused on the long-term vision and, and, you know, what's at stake compared to really just trying to get the quick buck. I was always looking um, for the long-term vision. And I had had mistakes. I passed away. Yes, I'm human. I have spent a ton, a ton of dumb money on dumb shit, <laughs> you know, freaking way too much money on dumb shit. Um, but I learned fast. That's the thing. A lot of people, they don't learn that till they're older and then they end up, you know, not having a lot of money. So I learned fast, you know, um, and I fixed my mistakes and I think I grew up really fast. And now I'm just, you know, it's not about the money anymore. It's not about any of that. Um, but it's about the journey and it's about where this journey is freaking heading and where it's going to go. And it's about the impact and 
you know, what we're going to freaking do and, you know, really change the game. So I'm excited. Um, this thing's barely getting started. Uh, it's still very new. These trends, these internet marketing industries, e-commerce industry, very, very new. Um, there's a ton of shit that we're working on that's going to change the game forever. Um, you know, I'm looking towards, you know, the end of 2017 and 2018, you know, clearing seven figure months consistently. And uh, you guys, you know, listening to this right now, um, you guys are a part of that with me. And I appreciate everybody, you know, following me and doing this. Um, it was hard at first, you know, building my social media and building a brand online uh, while working. Uh, because but I did realize that, you know, the brand was something that's going to change the game long term, which is why I invested so much into the brand while also building the business. Um, and now it's been a lot easier, obviously, out of the team and, you know, people helping me out. Um, and it's just, it's just expanded so much. And I'm around so many great people. Uh, that I'm in a constant state of fulfillment, happiness, and tons of energy flowing into my body. Just always excited to grind, always excited to work hard because I've got people around me that are doing the same thing. So um, if you're listening to this right now, just know, dude, like, if you want to get to where you're at, if you want to, if you want to really win, you got to dedicate long-term, you got to have a long-term vision, and you just got to be resourceful. You know, I never got handed out any freaking resources. Nobody ever gave me freaking tons of money. I literally got started with a freaking $20 loan, but I became resourceful. I analyzed the trends, and I, I dove in 100% of my time to learning um, what was needed to do what I wanted to do, because why? A few reasons. When I realized that my entire life, what I've done, was I put my back against the wall. I always operated like I was on my last dollar. So when I realized I wanted this car, or I wanted this lifestyle, or I wanted this, I put my back against the wall and said, all right, there's no other choice. I have to do it, I can't go back. So it created me to be creative enough um, and resourceful enough to find ways to work, you know, to find ways to make money, to find ways to build businesses, and I did it because I didn't give up after one week of not knowing how to do it. I just, I knew there was a way, I knew it was possible, I knew it was, I knew it was a thousand million percent possible to get what the fuck I wanted, but I knew I had to find a way to do it, which is why, you know, I worked my ass off and I put my back against the wall. I gave myself no other options. I acted and I operated like I was on my last dollar. And the only other option I had to do was win. And that was it, you know? Um, and, you know, and I think back to um, another thing, you know, when I, when I wanted to win is that I really, really just um, looked towards the next big thing. I never, you know, was held back by the, the downsides. I was never was held back um, by what people were saying because I always knew that it was possible. Um, it just really took me finding a way to get it done. So if you're watching this right now, um, I'll wrap it up with that. I'm not gonna have it too much longer, but I do want you guys to know, like, so obviously this whole thing was like, I don't know, 15 years or 12 years, or whatever it was um, of my life. But the recent success you guys seen um, was freaking the last 18 months, which is crazy. Leveling up from, you know, not making that much money, uh, driving the tundra, training people from $10 an hour to having $10,000 days happened in the last 16 to 18 months. And it's because I work my ass off every day and I still work my ass off every freaking day. I'm still putting in 16 hours a day. I'm still putting in 18 hours a day. I'm still working harder than my competition and working harder than everybody I freaking know. And that's why at the end, I'm always gonna win. You know, and I know I'm gonna win. And that's just it. There's no question. There's no benefit of a doubt. Um, oh, real quick, I wanted to touch up too. Another thing I did in eighth, eighth grade, don't think I talked about it, I'm not sure. But real quick, right before I started uh, direct sales, um, I started flipping cars. That's kind of where my story was going um, with the car crew and everything. But I started flipping cars uh, after that accident because I used uh, some of the money.
that I got from the insurance claim or whatever. And I started buying flipping cars like Honda Civics and stuff like that. Um, I did that until I got scammed. Um, somebody stole like 4,500 bucks from me. Um, and then I was like, shit, I'm not doing this anymore. And then I got introduced to direct sales. So I don't know if I added that part in. But um, yeah, regardless, guys, um, if you're watching this right now, I want to first of all, thank you for watching this. I really do appreciate it. Um, if you guys got value out of it, um, please, please, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to my podcast. Um, subscribe to my YouTube. And uh, post a screenshot of this and tag me and then shoot me a message. Um, you know, post a screenshot of the, the podcast and shoot me a message and let me know what you thought because this is the first time I ever shared my entire story uh, since day one. I don't even know how long this was. Uh, we'll figure out a little bit. But this, like, this was the first time I shared my story with people in a long, long time. And this is what's created who I am today. And I'm super grateful for it. I wouldn't trade um, any second. And, you know, I, re I really, really love um, the journey and process I had to go through. And I'll probably end up doing another podcast within the upcoming weeks. If I were to start back earlier, what would I do differently to make even more money and to reach success even faster um, than what I did? So if you like this podcast, um, go leave a five-star review. Uh, send me that message. You know, Tag me. Let me know what you thought about it. And uh, I, I would love to conversate with you. Like I said, I'll reply back to every single one of you. And I'd love to conversate uh, with you guys. Uh, about what you thought and you know if you have any questions you want to get started doing anything that I've done in the past I'll give you some advice and uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you for watching my uh, podcast. I hope you enjoy uh, Hope all you guys have a great week Thank you for listening to the dropout degree if you enjoyed please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes SoundCloud and YouTube at Josh King Madrid And if you learned something new, please share this on your social media and leave a five-star review Want to connect more? Head to www.joshkingmadrid.com.